0: June 10th and now we turn our attention to the New Testament today's reading will be from the book of Acts chapter 7 verses 30 through 50. and here's what's going on there the main thrust of Stephen's message is that Israel always resisted the truth and rejected the deliverers God sent to them they opposed Moses and repeatedly wanted to return to Egypt they opposed Joseph and and He later became their Redeemer. They rejected the many prophets God sent to warn them and call them back to His way. Finally, they rejected their own Messiah and crucified Him. Israel's history reveals the patience of God and the hardness of man's heart, but it also reveals a ray of hope. Israel rejected their deliverers the first time but accepted them the second time. That was true of Moses and Joseph, and it will be true of Jesus also when he returns. Well, Stephen's death was the third murder in Israel's history and a turning point in God's dealings with the nation. They had rejected the Father when they allowed John the Baptist to be slain. They had rejected the Son when they asked for Jesus to be crucified. And now they had rejected the Holy Spirit. There could be no more forgiveness. The line had been crossed, and the gospel moved out to Judea and Samaria. And now let's begin our reading in the New Testament for today. June 10th, Acts chapter 7, verses 30 through 50. Forty years later, in the desert near Mount Sinai an angel appeared to Moses in the flame of a burning bush. Moses saw it and wondered what it was. As he went to see, the voice of the Lord called out to him, "'I am the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob.' Moses shook with terror and dared not look. And the Lord said to him, "'Take off your sandals, for you are standing on holy ground.' You can be sure that I have seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard their cries. So I have come to rescue them. Now go, for I will send you to Egypt. And so God sent back the same man his people had previously rejected by demanding, Who made you a ruler and judge over us? Through the angel who appeared to him in the burning bush, Moses was sent to be their ruler and savior. And by means of many miraculous signs and wonders, he led them out of Egypt through the Red Sea and back and forth through the wilderness for forty years. Moses himself told the people of Israel, God will raise up a prophet like me from among your own people. Moses was with the assembly of God's people in the wilderness, he was the mediator between the people of Israel and the angel who gave him life-giving words on Mount Sinai to pass on to us. But our ancestors rejected Moses and wanted to return to Egypt. They told Aaron, Make us some gods who can lead us, for we don't know what has become of this Moses who brought us out of Egypt. So they made an idol shaped like a calf, and they sacrificed to it and rejoiced in this thing they had made. THEN GOD TURNED AWAY FROM THEM AND GAVE THEM UP TO SERVE THE SUN, MOON, AND STARS AS THEIR GODS. IN THE BOOK OF THE PROPHETS IT IS WRITTEN, WAS IT TO ME YOU WERE BRINGING SACRIFICES DURING THOSE FORTY YEARS IN THE WILDERNESS, ISRAEL? NO, YOUR REAL INTEREST WAS IN YOUR PAGAN GODS, THE SHRINE OF MOLECH, THE STAR GOD, RIFAN, AND THE IMAGES YOU MADE TO WORSHIP THEM so I will send you into captivity far away in Babylon. Our ancestors carried the tabernacle with them through the wilderness. It was constructed in exact accordance with the plan shown to Moses by God. Years later, when Joshua led the battles against the Gentile nations that God drove out of this land, the tabernacle was taken with them into their new territory. And it was used there... Until the time of King David. David found favor with God and asked for the privilege of building a permanent temple for the God of Jacob, but it was Solomon who actually built it. However, the Most High doesn't live in temples made by human hands. As the prophet says, Heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Could you ever build me a temple as good as that? asks the Lord. Could you build a dwelling place for me? Didn't I make everything in heaven and earth? Today we're reading Psalm 128, verses 1 through 6. Now this song parallels Psalm 112 and reminds you of the blessings God sends when you fear the Lord and walk in obedience to His Word. God will bring you enjoyment in employment. So that your work will be a blessing and not a curse. Your work will be a ministry for the Lord. God will bless you at home, beginning at the heart of your home, your spouse, and touching everybody else around the table. That's a promise. Your home will be a fruitful garden, not an ugly desert. Trust the Lord with this. The blessing will then spread to the city and the nation, and it will go from generation to generation. Psalm 128, verses 1 through 6, a song for the ascent to Jerusalem. How happy are those who fear the Lord, all who follow his ways! You will enjoy the fruit of your labor. How happy you will be, how rich your life! Your wife will be like a fruitful vine, flourishing within your home. And look at all those children! There they sit around your table as vigorous and healthy as young olive trees. That is the Lord's reward for those who fear Him. May the Lord continually bless you from Zion. May you see Jerusalem prosper as long as you live. May you live to enjoy your grandchildren. And may Israel have quietness and peace. Proverbs 16 Verses 31-33 through 33. Gray hair is a crown of glory. It is gained by living a godly life. It is better to be patient than powerful. It is better to have self-control than to conquer a city. We may throw the dice, but the Lord determines how they fall.